T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We want to go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. He is a writer for MLB.com. He was just at Progressive Field this past weekend for uh, the St. Louis Cardinals Cleveland Guardian Series. He is Henry Palatella. Uh, Henry, thank you so much for joining me. First off, how'd you, how'd you enjoy the uh, succession finale last night, man? I heard you tweeting about it. Yeah, yeah, it was not what I expected. Um, I don't want to spoil anything on the radio for anyone who didn't miss it. Um, But it was, I feel like for a show like that, it was kind of, it would be really, I thought it'd be really tough to stick that finale, and yet they somehow did it. Um, So even more, just adds even more to the legacy of the show. It continues to impress me. Very solid. I mean, I've never seen an episode of Succession, but I feel like it's one that I might have to go back and uh, watch later now that I've, uh, I've downloaded Max. Got the new uh, got the new app there, which is essentially the same as HBO Max, but it's blue instead of purple. All right, Henry, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. And uh, we got a number of questions to get into here regarding the Cleveland Guardians. I mean, you see this series against St. Louis, and especially with some of the offensive struggles they've had coming into it, they kind of carried into this one, even though they were able to get on the board late in their Sunday victory against St. Louis, which was capped off by the Jose Ramirez uh, two-out RBI double to clinch it. I mean... Just how big is a series victory is this for the Guardians, Henry? Because we've been seeing them go up against a couple of teams that either are contenders in uh, the playoffs this year or may not be as good. And we're kind of just seeing a lot of the same results to where this offense is pretty anemic and the pitching staff is doing whatever they can to make up for it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting because the win yesterday was kind of like the classic Guardians win from last year, yep. right? Like the, their pitching keeps them in it. Um, you know, they get the big hit late, but unlike last year, it never really seemed like a foregone conclusion. I mean, there were plenty of times, um, last season where you're like, okay, they're going to come back. Like, and then they did. Whereas this year, I feel like everyone was surprised or not this year, yesterday, everyone was surprised. They got that big hit. Even if it was from Jose in the batter's box, normally when your best players, there, you're like, you know, it's kind of a lock. He gets that hit, but I feel like everyone was surprised when that ball went into the gap. And it's it's just a matter of everyone kind of underperforming at once. It's never you're never going to have a lineup in baseball where all nine guys are clicking. That's never going to happen. But it seems like for kind of one through nine this year, they never have had a, a chance for even like two or three guys are really clicking or doing what they need to do. So it's just kind of them scraping to get by with three or four runs. Um, I do think that the series win yesterday can be kind of a turning point almost. You, you, oh, you'd have to think a win like that, kind of snatching victory from the jaws of defeat, is the kind of thing that galvanizes the team 
And we've seen them do it before. It's essentially the same team as last year. So it wouldn't be that hard for them to be like, all right, you know, we've done this before. Like, this is the moment that clicks. But until then, like, they're going to need a couple more wins like this for me to kind of be like, all right, this is they're, – they're doing what they need to do and kind of winning the way they've won prior. Well, with that, Henry, I mean, we – might be getting a big boost this coming week, as we saw, we mentioned earlier. Uh, Aaron Savali having his what seems to be his last rehab start last night. Tristan McKenzie getting it on Tuesday, and then both those guys could be up maybe as soon as the middle of next week. So I'm curious as to who do you believe uh, out of this current crop of Guardians call up pitchers, particularly rookies or at least second year players that have been kind of having to fill the gaps over the last couple of weeks. I mean. Which guys do you believe will still be on the Major League roster come within, say, next Friday? Because right now I'm looking at one pitcher in particular and a potential second if they decide to option him to the bullpen. Yeah, it, that's that's kind of the million-dollar question right now. And, and Carl Willis spoke prior to the game yesterday and kind of said that it's going to be a tough decision no matter what when Savali and McKenzie come back. I personally, of the, the bunch, I feel like Logan Allen is the one that has impressed me the most. I think his, I mean, Bybee too, and Gaddis at certain points, like, have both done really well and probably earned, you know, a longer look than they might get. But Allen, being a lefty, he showed a lot of poise. His command of the strike zone has been, I mean, it's kind of the, the stereotypical garden, Guardians pitcher, right? Like, comes in, isn't incredibly commanding in terms of velocity, but just knows how to pitch, able to kind of work the strike zone, work the eye level. And I think that he is the one, if I had to keep one, if it was my decision, which no one has ever asked me to make that decision, I don't think anyone ever will, I would stick with him just because of the lefty angle. And I feel like he has done the best, which is not to say that Bybee also hasn't, like he has earned a spot. It's just a matter of too many cooks in the kitchen right now, um, so to speak. I think, like you mentioned, the bullpen could be an option for for someone. I don't know how they would want to do that in terms of shaking it out because right now the bullpen's one of the steadier parts of the team, really. I mean, Karen Cech has had some yep. command issues, as had Sandlin. But, I mean, Curry threw three great innings yesterday. Eli Morgan continues to be shut down. And so in terms of fitting one of them into the bullpen, that – particular role right now is one of the the steadier parts of the team so it would be it'd be tougher to to make a guy fit there but also it you you, at some point you have to reward these guys for the type of job they're doing right now for this team no absolutely and I like that you brought up a couple things number one Logan Allen being that left-hander and the Guardians staff which there's I mean the Guardians have right-handers for days it seems at times Mm -hmm. so you can definitely get some good out of a lefty starter as opposed to someone like Sam Henches out of the bullpen Speaking of that pen, you brought up James Karinchek there, man, and and I I've been on the the, the bandwagon for him since his uh, first call up with the team, and over that over the last pretty much season right now, from the middle of last year to this year, it's kind of been waning for me, and I think and now I'm about to jump off to the point where I, 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 is it is this a viable? I mean, how how much would Karinchek really have to be struggling for, for the Guardians to say, we can't invest in this any longer. Because I think they really like him, and he can bring a lot to the team. It's just that these last couple of starts, if it isn't the control, then it's giving up the big hits in crunch time. Yeah, that, it's, a, it's a really interesting scenario, because that was another thing Carlos was asked about, and just kind of said it's a combination of things. I think 
the pitch clock, while it's not, you know, at, at this point, that really shouldn't be an excuse. No. Since we're almost two months into the season. But I feel like that really impacted him more so than anyone else just because of all of the intricacies that he had in his, um, you know, his wind-up, all of that kind of stuff. And I think it's just a matter of when you're a two-pitch pitcher, it can be really tough when you don't have command of one of your pitches. And he really he hasn't really been able to locate either of them. Um, when he's on, I mean, that fastball, that it's the, the fastball can really dock the edges. The curveball is kind of like a tune, just the way it dips and misses bats. I think he has enough talent where – giving up on him right now isn't the option. I think taking I was I was really surprised to see him come into a 1-1 game against the Cardinals. I feel like right now the best thing for him is kind of low leverage situations cuz he's the type of guy where he builds off himself, right? Like he gets the big out, yep. he screams, he yells. Like that is I feel like when he is at his best, he believes he is the best pitcher in baseball, which, you know, every pitcher should when they're doing that. Hmm. So it's I think it's a matter of getting his confidence up, getting him in situations where he can theoretically kind of work through things. Like it's not, you know, the runner, a runner getting on first isn't the go ahead run, whether the score is one way or another. And just kind of letting him build back up to be the care and check that we've seen. Cause I, I'm not ready to give up on him yet, but kind of like you said, the, the steady decline we've seen really over the past calendar year from last May to this May um, is definitely worthy of pause. Uh, but I think there's there's still a chance for him to become who he was before. He just kind of needs to to get to a point where he can be there. Henry Palatella joining us here on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Henry, I mentioned earlier that it seems with the Guardians lineup, compared to the pitching staff, it's much harder, it seems, for the team to really swap in and out certain uh, position players, uh, particularly in the infield, because it seems that they always remain consistent there when it comes especially to the lineup. Uh, Med Rosario batting second here today was uh, one point that I had made to where I think some fans are getting frustrated with some of his play, even though I mentioned that every once in a while, like every four days or so, he seems to have a big game, then trails off a couple of uh, days after. I mean, are the fans, like when you hear fans or people trying to call, see, oh, let's call up this person, let's call up Bo Naylor, let's call up this person. Are, are they? Do you think they're justified in that, or do you think that the Guardians uh, kind of maintaining this core is more the way to go? I'm I'm kind of at a point now where I feel like they need to do something, whether it's, you know, I, I feel like it's they need to decide one way or another which way they want to go, right? Because they have this glut of middle infield prospects. And I think Rokio is the real deal. I was not – at first I felt like he was getting – he's one of those prospects where he got a lot of hype and I didn't really see it at first. But just the way he has killed it at AAA this year, like he looks like a big leaguer. He's hitting like a big leaguer. Like I feel like he – of everyone, definitely deserves a spot on this team. And Rosario is an interesting case. I think I, I at this point, I don't know if him batting second in the lineup is best for this team. It, you kind of put it perfectly. Like he has, like he had this great series against the Cardinals, right? On Friday, hit this, you know, the big double on a ball that was, if he didn't hit it, might have hit him. Yeah. Um, and then came up, came up with some other big hits. But then for three weeks, it, he was down and out on three strikes because you just had to get two strikes on him and throw any kind of pitch outside, breaking away from the strike zone, and he was swinging at it no matter what. Um, and at that point, at that spot in your lineup, when he when he's at his best, he he hits, he run, you know, he gets on base from hitting, not so much from walks, and has the speed. 
But when this team is going through a slump, they kind of need someone up there that I feel it can be a more consistent at bat. Um, so I, I, it's kind of puzzled me that he has been up there that long. But I think it kind of the team almost needs to make a decision. Like they, it's they're almost on two timelines where they have these guys like like Rosario that are you know veterans. Um, his deal expires after this year, and then they have all these young guys, and it's just it's a glut of middle infield prospects. And I think that is going to be lead to a decision one way or another where, hey, you know, you fold some of these guys in and maybe go make a trade. Maybe that's the the big thing you do. But also it could be maybe this is the time where some of those veterans are sent off and it's not letting – maybe letting the kids play. You know, you, there's – the way the team is constructed in terms of having Jimenez and Ramirez locked up in terms of two of the – the middle infield positions, there's always going to be too many prospects to fill a gap essentially at short. And then someone's going to have to learn the outfield like Arias, but they're doing all that. You know, these prospects have done all they've can and have really proven that they deserve this shot. It's just a matter of the team, you know, kind of deciding whether that happens in Cleveland or happens somewhere else now at this point. I'm happy you brought up trade because my next question was we're at the Memorial day check. To where, you know, once you get to Memorial Mm -hmm. Day, you kind of get a point to where, okay, we can kind of gauge this team as to where they are currently. Uh, How late in this season, if the Guardians keep this current rate in which they've been playing up, do you start to become more sellers and contenders? Or maybe even you let the kids out to play a little bit more? Yeah, it's a really interesting scenario. I feel like if they were in any other division at this point, it would be all right, you know fire sales on everyone come get what they need, you know, all of that stuff. But they're, they're only three and a half back, which is incredible because they have not, they have not played to their standard. I think anyone will tell you that the offense has not done what they, they've needed to do yet. They're really one weekend away from being in first place in the division. But I, at this point, I'm kind of, I, I think that some moves need to be made. I feel like I don't, Mitch, I don't know how you feel about this, but at this point with Bieber, I kind of feel like how I felt with Francisco Lindor um, in 2019 and 2020, like just kind of enjoying the ride, like still producing well, but just kind of get resigned to the fact that they're probably going to trade him and it will probably end up being a good deal for the team. Um, but it's it's one of those things where I feel like we talked about rotation earlier. Those, those pitchers have kind of done all they can do, much like some of the middle infielders. And a trade for Bieber would really open up a spot. You know, it, it obviously opens up a spot in rotation for one of the young guys. But I don't know if that deal happens in a vacuum. I feel like if if Bieber does get traded, then that's maybe a sign that some other deals are coming down the line uh, in terms of because at that point you're kind of turning the rotation over to some younger guys, and it would only make sense they do that on offense. I think no matter what, to go back to your original question, I feel like a deal is going to happen no matter where they are. I feel like at this point, it's kind of, if you make a deal and it galvanizes the locker room and, you know, some young guys come in and start hitting and you're able to make a run for the division. Great. But at at this point, it should kind of be, all right, what can we do to kind of build our team out and what's best for the future of the guardians? Um, And I feel like that's going to be the angle they're going to go no matter where they're at um, in the standings. That's interesting. I will answer your question really quick, Henry. I do not think that Shane Bieber will be on this roster by next season's trade deadline, whether mm-hmm. it be in the offseason, if we can get some good, if he has good value 
after a full 2023 campaign in which he maybe gains about maybe 10 more wins max, then you could see teams maybe taking a chance on him because his ERA is still going to be pretty solid. He could still bring some good stuff, even though the velocity isn't quite there from what it was in the Cy Young winning campaign. And, you know, uh, if, if there's a trade to be made, I think it's probably next season. Unless unless they completely bottom out this year, then it's like, okay, we got to sell all the stuff here. Uh, it's been mm-hmm. good talking with you, man. Really quickly, though, I want to get your take on tonight's game, man. Game seven between the Celtics and the Heat. Who would have thought we'd have been here at this point, especially after uh, last Saturday, man? Who do you got tonight? Oh, that's a tough I, – so uh, the typical Cleveland guy, don't have much love for either the Heat <laughs> or the Celtics. Um, I, at this point, I – History is going to be made no matter what. I, I'm leaning towards the Heat just because I feel like they are a a more enjoyable team to watch, and Jimmy Butler's kind of grown on me this postseason. I feel like no matter who wins, they're going to get boat raced by the Nuggets. Um, I, I really want to say the Heat, but I just I can't see a way they come back from that from the Game Six loss. So sadly, I feel like Boston pulled it out. I'm not happy to say that, but that's uh, I feel like that's where I got to go. Henry Palatello, we thank you so much for taking the time today, man. Enjoy yourself the rest of this baseball season. Enjoy your Memorial Day, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. You as well. Happy to be on. Absolutely. And that is Henry Palatella here on 92.3 The Fan. And, of course, all guests appear on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.